Welcome to Hellcats Podcast, where we discuss holistic cat nutrition and behavior. I'm Eggs. And I'm Kate. And today we are discussing cat puke. Puke, 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 puke. <laughs> I love it. So, Kate, what are the different types of cat puke? Okay, so we've got vomit, regurgitation, and hairballs. Everybody's favorite. Yes. So we're going to just jump right in and get into talking about the differences between all of those. And um, especially with vomit, because it's a little bit of a more complex category, the reasons um, for vomit, sort of um, how you can decode what your cat's vomit may be a sign of mm-hmm. and when it's time to go to the VET about it. Yeah, because I think that's the thing, too, is like, you know, at the place, people would be like, my cat pukes all the time. Like, it's not normal for your cat mm-hmm. to be puking constantly. It can fuck up their bod. It can fuck up their the enamel on their teeth. It can cause issues, like, in their little kitty throats. Like, yeah. your, your cat should not be vomiting. Yeah. It's often. like, imagine if you were, like, throwing up every day. Like, that's oh, God. not good no. for you. Like, nobody no. would be like, that's a totally normal thing. I yeah. just have to deal with this. Like, it's a sign that they're not feeling good or like something's not agreeing with their system or, yeah. you know, something's causing them to feel icky and nauseous a lot. So we definitely want to get to the root of what's causing it. Yep. Um, okay, where do you want to start? Uh, start with hairballs. Yeah, and hairballs. What, a quick note about hairballs too. This is what I was talking about before. They do, they don't they don't sa- this doesn't sound as offensive as they actually are. Like a hairball just sounds like you know a ball of hair, not like this goopy tubular yeah, hair covered mess. in slime, and it's <laughs> so not gross. dry. It's like a hairball is just sounds like really cute. Like oh, they just coughed up this like dust bunny, and you're uh-huh. like absolutely not. It's foul. <laughs> sick okay so what what are hairballs and what causes them all that junk yeah so hairballs are the result of so hairballs are balls of hair or tubes of hair that a cat will regurgitate um that are caused by normal grooming so hairballs are normal um hairballs like they are sort of an expected part of having a cat but there are ways like that you can mitigate how frequently cats have them and also um, things you want to watch out for because hairballs can cause blockages if the hairball passes like from the stomach into the intestines um, that can cause an intestinal blockage. So if your cat is lethargic or refusing to eat or just experiencing unrelenting vomiting or attempts to vomit, you want to consult your vet. Um, stat because um, intestinal blockages are very dangerous and um, need to be resolved immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, So to kind of start at the beginning, though, what are the ways we can lessen the frequency of hairballs? So a normal amount of hairballs for a cat is like once or twice a week. Um, If they're throwing up hairballs a lot, you know, we got to get in there and like at least initially, we have to be brushing them more. So cats groom themselves. That's how they clean themselves is that they lick their hair and bodies, and that's how they clean. So ingesting hair is just a normal part of a cat's life. But brushing your cat more can help reduce the frequency of hairballs because you're removing some of that excess hair so they're not ingesting it. It's 
It's also going to improve their skin and coat health, and it's going to help you bond with your cat. So at a bare minimum, just trying to brush your cat more. And if your cat really doesn't like brushing, um, some cats really don't like it. You can try different styles of brushes. Um, you can, um, and if they really, really don't like it and you're really struggling with hairballs, I would say if you have the means to like get your cat into a groomer, like even like once or twice a year, just to kind of help do some de-shedding. If they're a long-haired cat, especially, it can be a little bit more of an issue just because it's more, it's, quite frankly, it's just more hair. Um that, they also make too like the little um like self-grooming things like basically oh, yeah. like a, a bristle brush thing yeah, that you can yeah. put on the corner or you know things like that because like you were saying cat I mean cats may not like the the pin um pin mm. brushes but they make those silly little gloves that are supposed yeah, to be totally. like cat tongues so it's oh, just yeah. like there's like there actually <laughs> is there actually is I've seen I think I probably saw it on Instagram I think it was a Kickstarter a few years ago like a brush you can put into your mouth no. so you can lick your no. you can lick your cat. Absolutely not. <laughs> like a mama. No, and absolutely like, if I not. Did that my cats, they would rip my face off. Like absolutely. <laughs> I'm not getting my face anywhere near at least one of my cats. They would I freak ha- out. <laughs> I hate it. I hate that. <laughs> oh. You know what too? Like I've had Timber for a, a little over a year now, and I think she's only gotten one hairball. And that was when I first got her. One, so. of, one of my cats gets them like, I know it's not like more than it's just with three cats. It feels mm-hmm. like a lot of hairballs is all I'm yeah. going to say. It's like one yeah. or two hairballs a week times three is a hairball every day. Basically, <sighs> like, please give me a rest on Sundays for the love of God. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have one cat that has way more issues with hairballs. And it's like she doesn't really have a different type of fur. I have all short-haired cats. Mm-hmm. She's just she's just more prone to getting them. Yeah. Um, but I also have just my cats are we'll get into it, but my cats, two of my cats are just a little bit pukey guys. Yeah. Um, for various reasons. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Um, so what are some of the other ways that um we can support cats in passing and mitigating hairballs. Yeah. So digestive supplements are just, I think, good in fucking general. Mm-hmm. So they support gut health and they help cats pass hairballs more easily. So there's like herbal supplements um, you can use, like including marshmallow. They can help help lubricate the 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 lining. What is that? The mucosal lining. So anything that has a mucous membrane. So mucosal. Marshmallow, slippery elm. Marshmallow, the herb, not marshmallow, the, the treat. The treat. <laughs> <laughs> Don't feed your cats marshmallows. No. Um, yeah, they essentially help lubricate the mucosal linings. And so they're going to help. I mean, they're going to help soothe those mucosal linings, and they're also going to um, help things pass through more easily. Mm-hmm. And so just to support the health of all the gut lining. And so, like, that's the ideal way to kind of go about it as far as supplements go. They do make, like, hairball aids that are uh, petroleum-based, but these are intended to be used, like, intermittently. This is not something you want to mm-hmm. use every day. No. Um, 
like, but if your cat is obviously struggling to cough up a hairball, like you can use it, you know, once or twice a week. But digestive supplements are the way to go. Petroleum-based hairball aids have on hand in case of emergency. But what is it? Because like the petroleum can like strip. Yeah. It's like it's I think it's the the theory is like um, the petroleum can start kind of coating the inside, you know, like if you think about it, it's an oil. So it's like it's coating, you know, potentially if you use it a lot, like if you're using it every day, it can inhibit nutrient absorption because if it's coating the inside of the gut, it's like not you're kind of yeah, you're inhibiting the small intestines ability to like absorb nutrients and yeah you're just making a little slip and slide in yeah there. it's just a slip and slide which is like <laughs> awesome for getting a hairball out um, yeah. especially if your cat yeah like kate said experiences constipation related to hairballs but um it is a sort of an infrequent thing you know they say once or twice a week i would say as sparingly as you can use mm-hmm. it just because it is sort of like the you know it's our like last resort kind of obviously use it if your cat's getting really constipated, but um, you don't want to use it all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so some of the other things you'll see, there's a lot of like hairball formulas or hairball foods on the market. And basically what they're in, the intent is that it'll help cats pass hairballs more easily. Um, but most of those formulas are just dry foods that have more fiber in them. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you're supporting like bulk to get things through. Um, But just remember that wet food and getting adequate moisture is going to do more to support a healthy gut um, because it's supporting the functions of all the organs better than um, necessarily like a dry, high fiber food. Because as we know, cats are you know, almost permanently dehydrated. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And if they're not getting enough moisture, that leads to constipation. That leads to to digestive issues. So, um, you know, if they're struggling, I would say getting more moisture, making that the priority. I believe there are some hairball wet food formulas that probably have a little bit extra fiber, but it's not going to appear as significant of an increase because of just the way dry matter analysis works like 1% increase in fiber in a dry in a wet food is going to be pretty significant versus in some of your dry foods you're going to see like it could be like you know 3 to 4% more fiber yeah yeah um and you can also add some fiber with canned pumpkin not all cats love it but you can like mix it into their food and that will also add a little bit of fiber that can help support their digestion and just making sure those things pass through their system. Yum. Does your do your cats like pumpkin? My cats like almost anything. Um they are very because of again like competition over resources, they they'll eat I think they would eat almost anything I put in front of them. Mm. So I don't do a lot of pumpkin. I do it. Uh, I have one cat. The ha- cat that has the hairball issues also has more of the constipation issues. So we will add stuff like that or add, um, you know, you can sort of go to your go to your holistic pet store. They will are, 
they're going to have recommendations on supplements, um, other types of supplements too. There's some different er like dry herbal things you can add that help with gut health. Um, there's some pretty good ones out there. Um, but yeah, we will do the pumpkin when she's having a bout of constipation. So Gross. Just kidding. Not gross. Normal. Sorry. I'm like, I say gross as my dog is chewing on a bull dick. So I don't know if you can hear that. <laughs> like I like boxed her off with a bunch of boxes of books in the corner and she keeps trying to come over. She just likes to be as close as possible when she chews on the oh. thing. All right. Next up, let's talk regurgitation. So regurgitation is when food comes um, back up soon after eating. And this was always like a fun topic to um, to get into with, with customers at the place because people would be like, my cat's allergic to this. They throw it up. And I was like, okay, what's the puke look like? And they'd be like, why are you asking me about my cat's puke texture? <laughs> and like, well, are there like whole chunks of food in it? Like, are they eating it quickly? Like what's going on? Because like, it's totally different if your cat is puking a few hours later, the food's like digested and like maybe, maybe you see some green in there or like, you know, but like if they're eating it too fast and just puking it up, well, that's, that's an easy, easy solve is, you know, you get slow feeders or food dispensing toys to like slow that down. Um, but yeah, it'll look kind of like a, a food tube or like clearly food matter. And please don't be like, my cat doesn't chew their food. Like cats don't chew their that's, food. That's so. not their job. They don't chew. <laughs> they don't chew. Um, so yeah, the like I said, the way to lessen is just like raised um, dishes um, or anything that can slow cons whoops that can slow consumption. Um, and a big thing with this too, eggs, as you know, is feeding smaller meals throughout the day mm -hmm. um, is, a, is a big thing. Um, I, I have a note on that. I don't know if I want to put it here, but I'll, I'll just go. I, uh, my, my, I'm not su super great at math. But I, but I tried to do <laughs> some like calculations. Um, but like, so if you, a, a can of food is like five and a half ounces, right? And so it's like approximately 0.35 pounds. So if we're talking about a 10 pound cat, that can of food is about 3.33% of their body weight. So like if you're a 150 pound person and you eat like five pounds of food in yeah. one meal <laughs> in one sitting, like... I mean, even like hot dog eating contests, they have a puke bucket next to you because they know that's what's going to happen. This yeah. is like your body is not supposed no. to do that. No. So anyway, long roundabout way of saying if there's if it obviously looks like food, it's probably just because they're eating too fast and resource guarding will will. Oh, yeah will ha make that happen more often. So, and we'll talk about this um, later probably, but feeding cats like separately mm -hmm. in like different spaces too. Yeah. I'm going to go on a ramble. So, so I'm going to cut myself off now. No, yeah. I think that's, <laughs> but yeah, all those tips, you know, raising the dishes because, um, is a good one because it also, it's can help slow consumption, but it's also making sure they're not swallowing a bunch of air when they're mm -hmm. eating. It's like, yeah. Think about like if you're leaning, you're leaning down over um, versus bringing food to your mouth, essentially. You see this a lot in in dogs as well, is that they'll sort of they get that bloat. They get that bloat or regurgitation just from swallowing too much air. Um, 
we get to burp, but cats, I think it's just like, well, it is all, you know, it's all just going to come back. Up. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're going to get into vomit and we're going to start off with the reasons that cats may vomit. Um, so the first reason is um, cats can develop a condition called um, gastroenteritis which is essentially just a fancy term for an upset stomach. And it can occur for a variety of reasons. It might be because a cat ate something they shouldn't have, like something that, you know, as we discussed in the previous episode, like toxins, or um, it can also be the side effect of medication. Or um, in the unlike, it's like very unlikely that cats will get things like E. coli or salmonella just because their system is really, uh, their gut bacteria, like their systems are really acidic and they're designed to eat raw meat. But it's not to say that a cat can't essentially get food poisoning and get something like E. coli or salmonella, which would cause um, gastroenteritis. And essentially it's just an irritation of the lining of the gut. Um, in mild cases, it can resolve on its own. But other cases can be more serious. And like when you see this, as a, it's like you're getting that, you know, you're noticing out of the normal behaviors. It's like if the cat is like it won't stop trying to throw up or it won't stop throwing up, it can't keep anything down. Um, or if they're really lethargic, they just clearly aren't feeling well or they're not eating. Um, you want to go to the vet um, because cats... Um, you know, your vet, when you talk with your vet, like oftentimes they'll recommend something like fast your cat for 24 hours. Um, dogs can fast for a lot longer because of their systems, but cats, you really want to be careful, like fasting your cat um, without kind of consulting with your vet because cats can't fast for as long as dogs can um, because they can develop things like hepatic lipidosis, which is essentially... It's something you see in like fatter cats where um, when they're not eating frequently enough or they're not um, they have too much time between a meal, like a day or two, they'll actually start metabolizing their own liver. Um, yeah, fat, is that fatty liver disease? Yeah, fatty liver the, disease. Yeah. And it's not good. So um, word of caution, like, you know, if you if it's something you've discussed with your vet, if it's a condition, you know, your cat has or you know, your vet has told you, like, if this happens again, just fast them. Um, like, just make sure that you're talking with the vet about how to address it. Um, and if it's if it's appearing serious, like they can't, like I said, if they can't stop vomiting or they appear sick. Yeah, you're going to want to get into the vet uh, soon. Oof. Yeah, that's I mean, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that, too. But like, it's like I play hard love really hard with with dogs who won't eat but like you can't like wait a cat out if they're like refusing to eat food like you got they they gotta eat mm -hmm. you gotta find to something <laughs> for them to they eat. can't wait like two or three days can literally end a cat um, do you when i got timber she <laughs> did not eat for like five or six days like i could not get her to eat anything and it was freaking me the fuck out because yeah. i'm like unless you're which honestly in that apartment that i lived in i'm sure she probably found a mouse and ate it or something <laughs> but yeah. i was like you are <laughs> she going was finding to things. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like that's it's really fucking scary <laughs> yeah totally it's <clears throat> no good and something else that's fucking scary is parasites 
So th this is more common in kittens, but it can occur in animals of any age. Um, I didn't uh, do an official announcement, but I did get a dog and she actually had a parasite uh, a few days ago and she wasn't vomiting, but she had the stankiest diarrhea I've ever smelled. Like it smelled like it was on like fire. It was burning. Um, but anyway, parasites, disgusting and can, can cause vomiting. So and this is so gross. Like some pet owners can like see live worms in the vomit. That's like, I don't know. I think about like Lost Boys, the Lost Boys when he's like eating the rice and it's like maggots. And I'm just like, Ugh. yeah, it freaks me out. But the good news is, is like it's treatable. And like so treating the parasites often resolves in um, resolves the vomiting. I think mm -hmm. with lichen. I just got a, a shot of some like goo. I just like had a squirt in her mouth and then yeah, killed him. Kill them all and kill them dead. Solid poops next day. Yes. Um, Love it. Love treating a parasite issue. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty gross. There are gross. some really gross signs. Um, and but luckily it is fairly easy to treat. Yes. So the other reason a cat might be vomiting is if they've ingested foreign material. So they're throwing up foreign bodies or um, or potentially if they eat foreign material, they could get an obstruction. So this can be things like toys, um, pieces of string, hair ties, things like that. Like you want to be really careful. Like I've um, I had a cat that ate a rubber band one time and I'll get into that in a little bit. But Ooh, noodle. Oh, it's bad. Um, and they can cause blockages. They can damage the GI tract that can lead to vomiting. And so if you think that your cat has ingested a foreign body, um, and this usually appears as that kind of unrelenting vomiting. So when my cat um, ate a rubber band, it was just like he wouldn't stop. Like we saw him do it and we, were, we tried to get it out of his mouth, but he's like a little feisty MFer. And like, was like running away from us with it. And so we knew. Um, and so I was like immediately, like as soon as the vet opened, made a vet appointment to get him in. But um, he started to do that thing where he was just like trying to throw up and trying to throw up and trying to get it out. But it's like very likely if it's like something like that, like not necessarily going to come up. The other thing, um, if your cat swallows rubber bands or like a piece of string, if you see it coming out the other end, don't pull it. Um, <laughs> don't pull it because you don't know what it's gotten tangled in in their body. Oh. Oh um, it's very distressing to see, but um, you don't want to mess with it. Just get them into the vet and have the vet handle it. Um, luckily with Duncan, that was our cat that um, swallowed the band. They were able to go in and basically like fish it out of his system because it hadn't gotten into his intestines yet. But if things like rubber bands or string or hair ties get into their their small and large intestine, they can actually sort of like knot things up potentially, which is why you don't want to pull anything out that you see. I um, hate this conversation and it's making my butt hurt. It's very <laughs> stressful. Ow. God. Um, and I will say that um, if it does go into their stomach and it gets that far or like into their intestines, then they have to like do full on surgery. They can't just like basically go in with a scope and like retrieve it out. That's like a cutting them open situation and it's going to cost a lot more money. So, um, 
keeping those things away. Like I'm very aware, like my cats, I know my cats that I have now. I can leave things like rubber bands on counters and stuff without them messing with them. Um, but especially if you have kittens or a new cat and you're just not sure what they're going to do, I just recommend keeping them out of their reach. So it just isn't even an issue. Have a drawer yeah. or a bag or a place that you keep that kind of stuff that a cat isn't going to be able to find. It's hard to, but every time lichen gets into something or timber gets into something that they're not supposed to get into, I'm like, what's my fucking fault? Maybe yeah. if I wasn't such a slob, yeah. then I wouldn't have this you know, I cleaned up my stuff and didn't just... I will say that this cat fished a rubber band out of a work bag. So it was like what a dick. not even something we left around. He was like so cute, but like the tiniest little monster. Like Duncan. he was... Duncan was a, a baddie. Bad boy. Yeah. Bad. a bad boy. Okay, let's stop talking about this because, woof, man. <laughs> this is like, I've like been cringing this entire time. Let's talk about food allergies and inflammatory bowel disease. So allergies are fairly uncommon in cats, but they can lead to vomiting due to inflammation of the digestive tract. And that occurs when a cat eats a trigger food. Um, some cats may also experience chronic diarrhea as a result. Um, so yeah, I feel like any ongoing issues, like, I mean, we should, we'll say this probably repeatedly in this episode, but a vomiting or diarrhea, like that warrants a trip to the vet. So any ongoing issues can be indicators of many different health issues. So if you can get them in for a checkup or email us hellcatspot at gmail.com and we'll give you our sense where we can. Um, but yeah, please, please don't claim that your cat is allergic to chicken and and switch to a, a, hill, a prescription diet. I was gonna not say not say yeah. So um, the other thing about this with like the prescription food thing and allergies is that if your cat's been eating like the same type of protein, like chicken or turkey, their entire life, like we talked about in previous episodes, there's other proteins that they can probably eat and not have an issue with like rabbit, duck, uh, kangaroo, what else? Beef, lamb, Venison. There's a bunch of fish, you know, like there's so many other protein types. And the thing I will say is because I actually do, um, I did have a cat that was, had actually like very severe allergies and did have to be on a prescription wet food um, with like the hydrolyzed protein is that, that food is like last resort if your cat has tried like every single type of food. Like I was at the point where it's like she was again, she was like almost all she was a white tabby. So she was like an almost nearly pure white cat. Um, white cats which, just have which cat was a this? lot more issues. This was Fat Bunyan. Yes. And Fat so Bunyan. Fat Bunyan um, was like the true allergy queen. Like it was for real with her because she like wouldn't stop scratching. She was like chewing bald spots and giving herself scars from like oh. over grooming herself. And we had tried like every, every protein we could find. And it was just like, yeah, like she's not, you know, this is like causing, you know, whatever this issue is, is causing her system to just like constantly be inflamed. And so that's when in my sort of non I'm not a vet but in my non-vet opinion is like that's when you go for the prescription food because 
Um, once they go that route, that's the last, like, that's the last food option they have. And so you, it's like, you better hope it works. And like the way those foods work, we're just getting off on a tangent here is that they use hydrolyzed protein. So it will be made from like something like chicken, but essentially when you bond a hydrogen atom with the animal protein, um, the, the body can't recognize what type of protein it is anymore. It sort of is like an unlock for that type of protein. And it just is like, I just know it's something and I can eat it, but, um, it is expensive. Um, especially cause we were going the wet food option cause the, the hell if I was going to feed my cat dry food. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it's just like, if they're experiencing that kind of gut issue, there are definitely other options. It doesn't mean that any other pr- kind of protein is going to agree with them or work, but, there are certainly plenty of other options. Most people haven't fed their cat every single thing. Yeah. And if they have, they might be mitigating that becoming an issue because their cat gets a variety and sort of knows how to handle other types of food. Well, that's the thing too, right? Is like a true allergy to something is fucking severe. Yes. Like it is like, you know, like... I I feel like a couple times in the place, people would be like, oh, like my cat's allergic to chicken. And so I feed them this beef. And then like, you know, with pet food, it's like, oh, beef. But you look on it and like the first ingredient's chicken, the second ingredient's yeah. beef. It's like, <laughs> no, like this, if your cat was actually had an allergy to this, this food would be like, you know, yeah. killing them, not a killing Yeah. Them, and know? the other thing is like a lot of those limited ingredient foods, because they're limited, they just don't taste as good to them and mm-hmm. so it's like you want to it's like you don't want to jump to the necessarily to like the last resort option before you've tried the 10 other options before you you get to that spot unless you just want to pay like six dollars yeah. for a can of food like if you just don't give <laughs> yeah. a fuck about money yeah so and hope to our patreon cat, <laughs> hope that your cat likes that food and keeps eating it because that's sort of you know that's that's the deal now. So, yeah. and seriously, if you have that money to blow, sign up for our Patreon yeah. as a king, and you can uh, get <laughs> you can get hot info for that the price of pr- one uh round one month of prescription pet food. You too could support a Patreon and get all the inside scoop that the vet's not even going to give you. Yeah, yeah. The next reason that a cat might vomit is because of um, systemic illnesses. So these can be chronic conditions like kidney disease, pancreatitis, hyperthyroidism. Um, All of these can cause nausea and chronic vomiting. And these are things that only a vet is going to diagnose for you. So if you know, um, if you've had your cat diagnosed with any of these conditions and know that, your vet... um, can sort of help you manage those underlying conditions. So there's like certain medications you can give cats that will help them reduce the nausea. Um, I have noticed I, when my, when Fat Bunny got cancer, they gave her medication that would help with the nausea and also just kind of make cats a little bit like looped out. So um, it's just like, it's a it's a trade-off thing. And again, there might be other options. Like I at that point, I only really had one option because of the state that she was in. But um, you know, they can, can they do require lifelong management. Um, kidney disease is like fairly common in older cats. 
it's the thing that um, most cats succumb to um, at the end of life just because of the nature of their lifestyle is that they're meat eaters. They're obligate carnivores, which means they have to eat a high meat diet. And so the result of that is that it does tax the kidneys a bit. Um, and it's just, it's just sort of what happens. It's usually with cats, it's usually like kidney disease or cancer. So, um, so yeah, those conditions can cause chronic vomiting. Um, talk with your vet about ways to manage it. Um, there's certainly some other things that, um, can be, can help, um, with that. Like, I would imagine that things like CBD supplements could help with chronic nausea, just kind of like how they can also help um, humans with those things. But, um, you know, talk with your vet if that's an available option or, um, you know, if you especially if you're seeing a holistic vet or, you know, somebody that that has that type of practice, they're going to be able to talk with you about like what are sort of the more Western um, options and what are some alternative options for supporting cats yeah that's the thing too though is i mean if like if your cat is vomiting often or an alarming amount or you know this is something you don't want to like skip a vet visit over no so and like the sooner you can figure out if it is like kidney disease or pancreatitis like you know it's better to address that sooner than later yes yeah, so. because of all the reasons we mentioned that throwing up every day is not a lifestyle. Like, that's like just, you don't want to clean that up. It's yeah. like hard on the cat and it's fucking annoying. Yeah. Like, You're gonna I go like through, rugs, okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, and speaking of cleaning, like um, having enzymatic cleaners, things that can like really break down and get in and clean up all that food matter. Um, it is it's not fun. It's gross. And so it's kind of a pain to clean up. I would recommend if you have a cat that has a chronic condition like this, that you are working them with a vet with consider like one of those handheld carpet cleaners, <laughs> because, um, you're going to be doing some spot cleaning and you can actually use some of those enzymatic cleaners with those things. I have definitely done that when I've cleaned my carpets. And the reason I have to clean my carpet so much before I tear it all out is because of my cats. Damn cats. <laughs> oh, bastards for real, though. Yeah. And so the like last reason that a cat might have um, a vomiting problem is because of cancer. So unfortunately, digestive tract cancers um, can be fairly common in cats. Um, it's not, like I said, it's sort of like kidney disease and cancer are sort of like the primary reasons that cats will experience, you know, that they experience at the end of their life. And they do, cancer can, those type of cancers can interfere with cats' normal digestion. So, um, and also cancers in other parts of the body can cause nausea and discomfort. So if they have like liver or kidney cancer or anything like that, um, that can also cause nausea. And so that's something like, again, with those chronic illnesses, you want to talk with your vet about how to support them, how to give them things that support their digestive system. Um, also, uh, in terms of supplements that can be extremely helpful with cancer, turkey tail mushrooms, um, oh, yeah, your yeah, holistic yeah. pet food and supply places may have mushroom supplements. Turkey tail is actually 
been, and I've talked with a vet about this, has actually been shown to, um, basically, it's kind of amazing. It can, like, prevent the continued growth of cancer in their system. So, um, yeah. God bless you, mushrooms. Yeah, mushrooms, mycelium. <laughs> oh, we, that's a whole, that's a whole deal. And they're fascinating. It's like mushrooms are basically magic. And also they're really cute. Yeah, they're so cute. Why they're are magic. so cute? <laughs> There's lots of mushroom supplements <laughs> that can do tons to support the immune system of us and cats alike. All right. So let's get into our next segment here. So, okay, we can guess the reasons uh, for cat vomit by color, like a mood ring. So you may want to diagnose the cause of the cat's vomiting based on the color or consistency. Um, unfortunately, it's not that simple. But the, the so the cat's vomit can vary depending on what they've ingested or also consider like what dyes are used in like the food or treats they eat. So, you know, that brightly red and orange kibble. Um, is going to produce a, a different um, color than maybe <laughs> a, a more uh, natural food. Um, so the color is not a reliable way to diagnose the cause, um, but it, it could be helpful in doing detective work to figure out the cause. So either way, you should talk to the VET for a, a more accurate diagnosis. But we're going to explore... Um, some cat vomit colors and how you might be able to read them. Yeah. So if your cat's vomit color is like yellow or orange or brown, um, this can be the result of like the partially digested food. Like brown is often like a sign just like because there's food in their system. If it's like that bright yellow, that's bile. So Eesh. that's just like they're they're throwing up, but there's nothing in their gut, and so it's just like it comes up with like that bi those bile acids that are. We, in we've the all stomach. been there. We've yeah, all. we all know. <laughs> we all know what that looks like when you're like, oh, I can't stop throwing up for some reason. There's nothing in there, but look at that awesome, horrifying color in the toilet. Oof, God, bodies. <laughs> God, we're so gross. Ugh, yeah. The body always has a way, but yikes. And then red or pink. So that can indicate the presence of blood, but it can also be because potentially they've ingested foreign material or if there's dyes in something they ate, like their food or treats. I would suggest trying to find things that don't have dyes added to them just because it's not necessary. Um, and like it does make it harder when they throw up to tell what's really going on. Um, if they have, you know, if there's like a bunch of red dye in something and they throw up, it could just be them throwing up their food, but it could look, you know, it's also not, you can't really tell if it's mm -hmm. blood or not. So it might look concerning, but it yeah. might just be might a red be 40 nothing, or whatever the fuck. But it could be something. But it could. <laughs> Well, okay, so clear or white may occur due to the regurgitation of saliva from the esophagus or when the cat vomits um, on an empty stomach. And this is the easiest thing to clean up. You just... Yeah, that's like the dream. <laughs> my cats throw up a little bit of hair that's not a hairball and it's just like the saliva. I'm like, I can thank you for that. this blessing because <laughs> the alternative is so bad. Uh, 
Green, however, uh, sometimes occurs due to the presence of bile or because the cats ingested green foreign material like grass or plants or food using green dyes. I don't know of too many foods that use green dyes. That'd be yeah. so, so weird. I mean, but usually plants. Like whenever yeah. I see green, it's usually because of plants. Have you have you ever thrown up green before? Uh, stop. T- uh, fucking lichen. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, the only time, so this is a thing, like, lots of bile looks um, yellow. I got heat stroke in Mexico, and I could not stop throwing up. And at some one point, what was coming out of me, like, there was nothing left in my system, was, like, green, like, dark green bile. And I was like, where... What depths of my body is this even coming from? <laughs> because I've never seen this color and there's nothing left in me anymore. Oh, How is this happening? Horrible. A story for that. another day. I, hate I thought I had gotten food poisoning and I was like, no, this is. Yeah, it was but- it was heat heat exhaustion and it was oh, terrible. Jesus. Heat exhaustion and heat stroke. Just by the way, those sound like not a big deal. Y'all. Get, stay out of the sun and get your liquids in the summertime because heat exhaustion sounds like, oh, I'm just going to be real tired. No, I've had it twice and I you can't stop throwing up when it happens. It's horrible. Um, yeah, I don't I don't like it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tangent. Ugh. Ugh. So, so, yeah. Um, and then the last color you might see is like really dark, like black or brown. And this is definitely a... Let's get to the vet because black or brown cat vomit can, if it, especially if it looks kind of like coffee grounds, can be a sign that there's bleeding deeper in the digestive tract. Um, and it definitely you want to get into a vet immediately if you're seeing anything that looks like that. Because in my mind, I'm just like picturing a cat projectile vomiting like black slime. Yeah, and, and it's like uh, exorcist style. <laughs> like there's a demon inside yeah. of them. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I guess that was like the pea soup color. But yeah, I think what a what a goth uh thing for cats to do to have black vomit. <laughs> Yikes. Um, Yikes though. Yeah. So it's important to note this isn't like a totally exhaustive list. Um, and so really like, you know, if this is beyond, you know, kind of beyond the pale, it's not the regular types of vomiting you're used to. Or if you're seeing an increase in frequency, that's beyond like, again, like hairballs are sort of like a once or twice a week. That's normal. Um, anything beyond that, we want to get into the vet to um, accurately diagnose what the issue is because it's not normal. Um Cats throwing up all the time is not something that you want to have happen, and it can be a sign of a more um, severe health issue. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think. Do you have anything else? I don't think. I don't think so. That's just like. I feel like really gross. Like, I really hated this. I mean, I loved this episode. Yeah. It makes me. Ugh. Yeah, I I hate nausea and throwing up. I mean, I have a like ranking system. I think the worst um of that I've experienced is like any time that I'm like 
sick and throwing up or if I have a sore throat. They're like tied for me as like the most excruciating things for me personally that I can't handle. I honestly would you, would you rather have diarrhea or throw up? Oh, I'd rather have diarrhea. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sure. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> like dude, what kind keep of my mouth out of it, man. Like yeah. I don't want it. Yeah. It's just and the way you feel, it's like feels like good afterward but it's just throwing up is so gross and it's like it feels un- so much more uncontrollable than mm-hmm. other things do like when you're really sick or you've like gone on a bender or something and you're just yeah. like that's yeah. the thing like not drinking as much anymore I'm like I don't know who wants that like why do you want to be dealing with that all that all the time yeah, I do not miss, I mean, you know, like I said, I don't drink anymore, period. But like, holy moly, just like the the feeling of one sitting on your floor with your head in a toilet bowl being like, people yeah. shit here. This is where people shit. Yeah. And then also like, yeah, just like the the act of throwing up. I feel like it's this weird, like the world kind of closes in and it's like, I don't know how to do it. Anyway, yeah. And it's also sucks. like, if you're out like. Anytime the body can't control itself, it's just like, it's very stressful. (laughs) Yeah. No. Um, And also feeling nauseous. Like, I just hate the feeling that goes along with it. Mm -hmm. Like, I, that's the grossest feeling. Yeah. Um, So hopefully this was helpful and that like, you know, kind of trying to figure out what different kinds of puke mean and like how often is a quote unquote acceptable amount to puke. But yeah. Hit hit up that VET if you're if you having some real concerns. Yeah, but um, otherwise, crunch, 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 crunch. Thanks for uh, joining us. Thank you so much, and a big shout out to Louise for our music. Yeah, hit him up, louisecincy.bandcamp.com. Um, and while and- you're on the internet check out hellcatspod.com and from yeah. there you can find us on Instagram on Facebook yeah, you on can find Patreon all the places you're already listening to it now but if you want to know other places that we're streaming they're all on there so um, yeah we appreciate yeah. it yeah and we'll catch you on the flippity flop <laughs> <laughs> alright bye <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>